0: Welcome back, Giants fans, as we react to week three against the Cowboys, and the Giants' undefeated season is over. Um, I was hoping they would go 4-0, but maybe I got ahead of myself a bit too much here, but... I'm coming off streaming the game for the past three and a half, four hours, so I pretty much got all my thoughts out, but I'll just go over them quickly for those who missed it. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the video, leave a like, it always helps out, and let's get into it. Alright, let's just start off the top because this already seems to be an argument amongst people, I don't know why. Um, Daniel Jones, I don't blame this game on him at all and i am a person that is very very honest when it comes to our quarterback i don't think it was his fault whatsoever he was pressured a career high 22 23 times whatever that number was he was sacked another five times i believe it was yeah five times maybe one or two of those he kind of you know held the ball too long whatever but um the guy had no chance out there between evan neal looking terrible and we'll get into him later but you know that and the interior guys looking bad. Glowinski got knocked on his ass once. Uh, Feliciano wasn't that great himself. Bredesen looked bad, and none of his receivers really got that open. I mean, you know, when you're playing with guys like Richie James and David Sills, it ain't easy. And the Giants, as we know, have the highest-paid receiving core in the NFL. Well, they stink, and. Kenny Galladay got a ball in his chest today on a comeback and he dropped it like that. That's just, and then you got to hear Kenny Galladay talking about, Oh, I should play more. And then he came and catch the effing ball. So yeah. Okay. Kenny. But as I said, I'm very honest about Jones. I don't think he's the guy going forward. I don't think he's the guy next year. I don't see him coming back next season. Um, but this game was not his fault at all. Like I th- I think both things can be true. That Daniel Jones himself is not that great of a quarterback, but you can also admit this game was not his fault at all, which is what I choose to believe. Like people often make the argument, "Oh, what what quarterbacks gonna survive in this type of environment?" Well, they're right. For this game specifically, they are right. I don't think many quarterbacks could have survived in this type of environment. This was a situation where Jones was really set up to fail. And I thought the Giants had some chances. They didn't take as many shots as I wanted to, but even the pass to Sterling Shepherd down the right sideline, where he caught it and then dropped it, that's an opportunity wasted. There, of course, was the one the Gale hit him in the chest on third and like twelve, and then he dropped it that he could have turned up field for a first down. So things like that were not his fault. I mean, Jones himself missed a couple throws. He threw behind Galladay right before halftime that could have got them in the field goal range, and he threw slightly behind Shepard on a drag route that could have got them a third and six conversion. So Jones himself wasn't flawless, but I don't know what else he was supposed to do in tonight's game. It was just rough. The Giants offensive line was horrible. That of course was highlighted by Evan Neal, who I think allowed three sacks in this game. I am not concerned about Evan Neal's future outlook. I'm really not. I think people had the same type of reaction to Andrew Thomas's rough rookie year. I'm not going there. I don't think Neil's in any type of trouble. I am not concerned. Um, as I said in the stream, if it happens like three more games in a row, I will start to get concerned. But for right now, I am chalking this up to tough situation, tough team, just not the right spot for him. Prime time, it was just not the right spot going across from DeMarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons. It was just not the right situation for a guy in his third nfl start thought saquon looked good saquon had the long touchdown run for 36 yards i believe it was he cut back left like three times he reached 20 miles per hour he was 14 carries 81 yards 5.8 a carry daniel jones on the ground was nine carries, 79 yards 8.8 yards per carry so jones on the ground did a really good job I I only talked about Daniel Jones throwing the ball but Jones running the ball did a good job had a couple of design quarterback draws and got some first downs he ran for a couple first downs on his own so I thought Jones running the ball did a really good job but offensively it was a mess and the fact that they put up 16 points is honestly a miracle because if if this was last year's team they probably would have scored three points this game but um, I give some credit to the um, you know offensive play calling of Kafka. There were a couple drives. They looked really good. You know They had the touchdown drive. They looked really good. There was the first drive of the game, I think it was, where the field goal was blocked, but they showed they were moving the ball. They moved the ball like 50-something yards that drive, maybe 60. Gano's field goal was blocked, but they had that RPO where they found Bellinger in the flat down the left sideline wide open. So Um, they showed some positives as an offense today, but for the most part, it was a lot of bad blocking and, um, receivers not getting any type of separation. So in that type of situation, it's tough to succeed and and put up over 20 points. But, um, offensively it was simple. They couldn't block and they couldn't separate receiver wise. And that's it. You know, I, I, as much as I would love to sit here and say Jones should have done better. I can't really say that today. He didn't, he didn't really do much wrong. I think Daniel Jones had a, B-plus, A-minus type performance. I think it was his best game of the year. So The Giants offense third down-wise, they started out two for three on third downs. They ended three for 11. So you don't want to see that, of course. Dallas did average 6.4 yards per play. The Giants were at five yards per play. Just nothing explosive. Once again, the Giants maybe took one or two chances over 20 yards in this game passing the ball. And just, just not enough explosive plays. Like They're just trying to... Dink and dunk their way up the field, which I guess it depends how the defense is playing you, but we didn't see one deep shot down the line. like Not one 40-yard try, not one 50-yard try where you throw it down the sideline to Slayton or Stills or, or, or Sills, I should say, not, not Kenny Stills, David Sills or Galladay or someone like that. They didn't even give it a chance, even Sterling Shepard they found Shepard for the one kind of long catch i mentioned he dropped it but this offense at some point has to open it up and when they play better teams like the packers in week five i think it is and the ravens in week six i think it is they're gonna have to put up more points they are not winning those games with 16 to 20 points scored which is what the giants have been living with so far this year they have to put up more points than that so when you play those teams i would hope the giants open up the offense a bit more because right now it's a bit too conservative for my liking. Defensively, not the pass rushing performance we wanted to see from the debut of Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojalari. Kayvon did bat down a pass. Not a bat it down, but he, he hit a ball, made it wobbly, and CeeDee Lamb dropped it. So I give him some credit for that. Um, Aziz Ojalari had a tackle in the first quarter. That was like a loss, so maybe not a loss, maybe like a one-yard game. But those guys definitely um, kind of underwhelmed for what we expected as fans. I mean, look, I think sometimes we have a bit of unrealistic expectations for Thibodeau's first NFL game and, you know, um, Aziz having his first game action and God knows how long. But the Giants were getting pretty gash on the ground. They weren't really um, stopping Zeke. They weren't stopping Pollard. Zeke in this game was 15 for 73, just under 5 yards a carry and Tony Pollard was 13 for 105. That's 8.1 yards per carry. Of course, CD Lamb had the eight catches, 87 yards and a touchdown. He also dropped a very easy pass that would have put him well over 100 yards today. I thought this was a Dory Jackson's worst game of the year. I mean, it comes against a very good receiver and Lamb who he was matched up against a lot in this game. Xavier McKinney had an awesome drive at one point in this game. He had a run stop for a loss, then broke up a deep CD Lamb pass. The Giants linebackers stink. I mean, Tay Crowder, colitro I mean, those guys are just not, they should not be NFL starters. They should not. I, I, Micah McFadden made a couple plays maybe in this game, but like our linebackers are not good. That's a problem. I remember DJ Davidson had a pretty bad offsides. That was like a f- third and one and the Giants had to get a stop, and he went off sides, gave Dallas the first down. So there were some stupid penalties here and there. It just seemed like there was too much time for Cooper Rush to throw the ball and too many open running lanes for Zeke and Pollard. So the Giants' defense has been a bright spot for them in recent weeks, and uh, it just wasn't today. I mean, the Giants in this game, in the third quarter after Barkley's touchdown run, they go up 13-6, and Dallas was only held to two field goals at that point, and I was feeling very good. You guys saw me on stream. I was very excited. I thought, only, like, we're going 3-0. Holy crap. But Dallas, right after that, had a nine-play, like, 75-yard drive. They went right down the field, tied the game up easily, and then they scored another touchdown after. So... The Giants defense, they just, like, you know, the Giants in the fourth quarter overall played, like, garbage the entire team. And the fourth quarter started with the Daniel Jones throwing behind Shepard. That would have been a first down. That's kind of how it all started. And from there on out, it was just dumb penalties. I mean, Sterling Shepard must have had three penalties tonight, just stupid ones, too. Like, he had the drop catch for 20-something yards. He had the penalty where he came off the bench and got a penalty for that. He had the penalty on the Kenny Galladay catch where... I know some fans didn't like that call, but I don't know the exact rule. It looked highly illegal to me, so I wasn't really complaining too much about that. But Sterling Shepard blindsided Trayvon Diggs in the middle of the field and knocked him over, so um, that did not look too good. But Shepard had you know three plays in this game where he really held the Giants back, so I was not a fan of that. And obviously, Shepard went down with a bad knee injury on the final play of the game. Some people speculated it's the Victor Cruz injury, the patellar tendon If it is, then uh, that's horrible because that's a tough injury to come back from. So we've seen guys come back from it, like Victor Cruz and I think Jimmy Graham. But when they came back, they were not the same players they used to be. And now Shepard might be like 30, 29 years old. So not the time you want to see that happen. But with the Giants in the first half, again, like you saw too many times they had to settle for field goals. We saw this last week, too, where like they have good drives until they reach the 40-yard line of their opponent, and then they just stall. And, you know, what happened with the first drive, as I mentioned. Uh, I forget how that drive ended, but that did result in the graham Gano blocked field goal. And then there was a drive in the second quarter that got stalled and resulted in the graham Gano field goal. And I will say, one of the turning points in this game, and I still give Mike McCarthy credit for this, and I like to, you know, take shots at McCarthy. I don't think he's that great of a coach, but there was a 4th and 4 for Dallas on the Giants' 41-yard line. And the Giants had to call timeout because they were not expecting Dallas to go for it. And then Cooper Rush passed to C.D. Lamb on a play where Dame Belton lit him up. And I don't know how he caught the ball, but he did. And Dallas had just enough for a first down. But that was a turning point in the game right there. I do believe the game was tied at that point. No, it was a tie game. That was right before the one-handed touchdown catch by Lamb to put the Cowboys up 7. So that was when the game was tied. And McCarthy on the Giants 41 in the early part of the fourth quarter went for, in a tie game, four yards to go, and then got the first down. So that was like a ballsy call, and he got that one to go. So that right there seemed like the turning point in the game. The Giants defense did get a stop at the end, which was a blessing because the Cowboys on a third and seven, I think it was, they ran a bootleg, they passed to the tight end. The tight end got out of bounds, and the Giants had the clock stopped for them and they had no timeouts left, so that was great. And the Giants got the ball back with, like, 140 to go, and they were on their own 9-yard line. I don't know why Richie James Fair caught that ball in the first place, but he did. You know, the Giants hit Shepard for a 12-yard gain. They're doing some Daniel Jones incompletions, a false start by Evan Neal, and then right after that was the Trayvon Diggs interception. And on that final play the interception... I don't blame Jones for throwing the ball. David Sills just fell. You know, David Sills had inside leverage, and he would have caught the ball if he was still on his feet, but he fell. So you can't really control that. But overall, just a frustrating game, one that kind of felt like it got away. And um, as I said, when the Giants were up 13-6, it felt like they were in control. I was hoping the defense would go out there next possession and get a 3-and-out, and and the offense would go back out there and, and do their thing. But that was not how it went, so um luckily the Giants get a pretty easy matchup next week with Chicago we'll talk about it on Friday for the game preview I will have the highlights reaction to this game probably tomorrow or Wednesday I don't know when but we'll do it soon but um that's about it it sucks I just hope we get Chicago next week get the three and one you're looking all right then you got a couple tough ones after that but gotta take it one week at a time so anyway hope you guys enjoyed the video and I'll talk to you guys next time